Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Andy Brampernard and Seven Pippen. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Doug Sprinthal will join us in a couple of minutes, as a matter of fact. Mr. Gelfand, did you ever know Moon? He used to work at the afternoon yeah, show, well, KS95. Yeah, I had, he, he came in one day and I had, had a go. chance to meet him. Seemed like a really nice guy. Well, he's a great guy. I yeah. mean, he really, really good friend. Hutch called in this morning on the on the morning show. Hutch, of course, took his spot over at KS95 and just mm. a very, very nice man. No question about that. It's It's always tough to hear because... Yeah. God, you know. Well, I'll, I'll hold off till for when Doug calls in to see what the situation is. So, Mike, how you doing? Um, pretty good. I, um, you know, I've been. Uh, I can't help myself. I, I, I've been listening to and watching all the pundits in the last forty-eight hours. About because it was the all-important primary uh, sort of election in New Hampshire, except for the fact that Democrats were not technically on the ballot right and um what i discovered is nothing happened what do you mean nothing happened i mean nothing of consequence happened it's like no you know it's like the old delamitri song nothing ever happens that's the mm -hmm. way it is in politics these days nothing ever yeah, it's happens just, it's just how it is no what something actually did happen for me i got to be honest with you yeah because uh, i mean that's i don't know him really well but i do know dean phillips and mm -hmm. Gelfin, in all the years that I've known you, you're probably not going to believe I'm going to say this, but I like his approach. I really mm -hmm. like the way, I mean, he's kind of jumped in at the last minute, I understand. Dean Phillips did. Yeah. I reached out to Dean and asked him to, uh, well, I sent him a message to be on the show. I haven't heard back from his people yet, but he's rather busy being on national television right now. Yeah. But, Mike, am I wrong in that, is Dean Phillips, to me, he sounds like my mother's Democratic Party. Well, your mother's Democratic Party, as I understand it, was really, mo I mean, the Democrats, and, and when she was, especially when her, she was probably forming her political ideas, you mm -hmm. know, that was, that was when the, the New Deal coalition was at its peak. 
Mm-hmm. So, but the party has kind of gone away from the New Deal coalition and gone more centrist. So, uh, but Dean is, you know, Dean, he's, I mean, he, he's obviously a, a liberal, but you just never know which way he's going to go on that. So which yeah, I like. I, I'd say you're probably right in the sense that he is, a, he is more of a centrist. The problem, the problem he has is if he was the only guy running, if he could mm-hmm. actually get the nomination, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that'd be great. But about all he can do now is, and, and the, the reason he's getting a lot of money now from Republicans is that, you know, he is seen as the spoiler, the guy who's going who's gonna to tip the odds, uh, the, 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 the election in favor of Trump. I see. See, and that's not my position at no, all. No, I know. I know. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, not at all. I just like what he has to say. I like his approach. I am sick to death of the far right and the far left being so negative and hateful, saying these hurtful, horrible things about one another. Yeah. I mean, what are we all in sixth grade, for Christ's sake? In it, you remember when it used to be that the politicians on all sides would go out of their way to talk about what a great country this is. Yeah. And, oh, now, yeah. and now, you know, it's, you're not always hearing that these days. And is do, anybody but Dean Phillips talking about that kind of thing? Um, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know that much about what Dean is saying, but, but I'm, and I know what his record is. And I haven't, yeah, I mean, I think he's, he's a good guy. I'm, I'm personally very upset at him, though. And we do Why? have Doug on the phone. Whenever you guys are ready. Oh, I'll okay. just wrap it up and say I'm pissed off at Dean. I'm going to tell him if I have a chance because he closed his coffee shop in Linden Hills. Oh, he did? Yeah. That, well, I understand why and, you'd be pissed off at him then. And that was the, I mean, the coffee I can take or leave. But the fact is it was the only place anywhere near me, and it's not that close to me because, you know, Linden Hills is not that close to me. But it was the closest place I could go to to get to, to get what was essentially Dairy Queen ice cream. Oh, love it. And then, no he, you know, he had, a, he, had a, he had a happy hour, which I thought was very clever. Right. It was like between three and five or something. And you could get, you could get uh, the, the, uh, the soft serve half price, which meant it was only a little more expensive than Dairy Queen. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm upset with him, and I'm just going to have to unload all of my wrath on him. What do you think you're going to do if I do end up coming back your way? Because I am sick to death of the hateful bullshit on both sides of this of the aisle on this one. Yeah. And if somebody like Dean Phillips is going to try to move centrist, I'm right there with you. i got to be honest with you. I, I am sick to death of these money-grubbing pukes that are elected all the time now. You know, and, and I suppose it's conceivable that for whatever reason, it could be any number of reasons. Well, both candidates might not wind up running. You know, you just don't know at this point. Yeah, you never know. Uh, especially because they are they're elderly and um, they have their issues. And if that was the case, I, I would have no problem uh, supporting Dean Phillips. There you go. You and I agree on something politically for the first time in about 25 years. <laughs> it was a, yeah. Well, you know, I, I mean, we all are influenced by our environment as well as our, you know, it's, it's, it's just the way it is, you know. And so I think that you, you set all that stuff aside and a guy like Dean Phillips uh, comes in. Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, we're going to see what the situation. Look, I, I have friends that are Democrats, friends that are Republicans. I have no extremist friends at all. I will not put up. 
Well, I suppose there are a couple of people on both sides that are extremists, uh, one to the left and one to the right, but mm. in general, not that way. No. I just would like to, why don't we just be a country again with two different opinions and respect each other's opinion instead of going off the deep end and calling for their murders. Yeah, well, that's that's a little excessive, yeah. Or, just or, a little. Or you're going you're gonna, to you know, throw them in jail once you're elected, which is really a banana republic thing. But, but the fact is, Democrats these days are, you know, you may not agree with their core values, but they are pragmatists. They have learned to be pragmatists. You think so? Oh, yeah. That was what the election was all about. You know, that's why that's why uh, that's why so many people came out to vote was because that attitude that people had in 2016, that that especially younger people, but it was others, too. You know, well, I, if if the candidate doesn't believe everything I believe in, I'm not voting for him. Mm-hmm. No, that wasn't the case in 2020. And a lot of people like, well, like my youngest son, you know, 2016. Oh, I'm for Bernie. If Bernie's not running, I'm not voting. Well, that attitude changed in 2020. Yeah, why? Why? Because I think that there was a certain amount of coalescing around the idea that that people just didn't want the incumbent to win again. I understand that, but they also chose one of the worst human beings ever born to take his place. What do you mean? I mean, he's a he's a massive scam. Now you can't argue. Well, well Biden is Biden was never for what you know. I mean, regardless of what you think about that, he certainly is was never a hardcore leftist. No, he's interested in money. That's what he. Would, oh, I I would say the same thing about Trump. They're mm-hmm. both interested in money. That's what they are interested in. Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right, we need to. Okay, I'm one warning up front. I'm going to tell you flat out. Doug's on the phone, is he not? I am, sir. I want you to... Hutch already did this to me on the morning show, that if you make me cry like he did, I'm never talking to you again. Well, yeah, it's tough. So <laughs> those that it is. might not have heard, um, our good friend Larry Moon Thompson passed away yesterday. At, uh, and I, I, Dan Seaman posted he was actually 65. I didn't know he was... I thought he was 60, but... Anyway, it's, uh, it's tough. He, I, he, we became friends, oh, but probably seven or eight years ago. Uh, most of our advertising was done on the morning show, but we, I also advertised for I think the Honda store on KS ninety five, and we used to they were only minute long commercials, so we couldn't do the whole KQ stuff, even though it worked really well. Yes. So one day I said, "Hey, what would rather than me write this out? Why don't we ad lib something?" And he and 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 Moon looked at me, goes, "Like you and Tom do?" And I said, "Yeah, but we got to do it for a minute, so you got to watch the clock." He goes, "Okay, that's great." And in the first couple ones, he was really kind of uptight, and I finally said, "Moon, it doesn't care. I don't care if we don't sell a car today. I just want people to listen, lean in." And he finally got it. And he would do the weirdest stuff. He'd go, okay, what are we talking about today? And I said, well, sign and drive leases at the Honda store. And so he'd think for a minute and roll his eyes and he'd go, okay, uh, roll the tape. And he'd open with, you know what I hate about jock itch? And I'd look at him like, where in the hell is he going with this? And so we got to be friends. And I would always, uh, I think I went there once a week or so. And he started inviting me to lunch down in the commissary, which you know is down in the basement. And sure. we actually had lunch with Mr. Hubbard a few times. And, um, and we became really good friends. And, and we would often talk about you. And finally, one day I said, Moon, if you've never met him, why don't we just go to lunch? I, and he's like, 
you think Tom would go to lunch with me? I said, dude, he's he's a pretty normal person, actually, and I'm sure you guys would have a lot to talk about. Well, I, I sent Kevin a picture uh, from that, and I think it was five or six oh, years ago, pre-COVID for sure, uh, and we went to Layla, and I don't know if you remember, Tom, but that lunch lasted about three hours. We got yeah, I, do rem- <laughs> I do remember that, out, yes. So we had to get ready for dinner service. And I was a fly in the wall listening to all the great radio stories you two guys told. And one of the things that's weird, and, and maybe it isn't, but and I noticed this about all professional uh, radio personalities, they seem to have memorized the call signs for every radio station in the United States of America and I know. the morning afternoon drive people are. It's weird. <laughs> it is very weird. Well, Dad does that all the time. It's like, oh, yeah, K N O. T, yeah, over in yeah, uh, you know, Omaha, Nebraska. It's like, how the hell do you know that? Yeah, it's amazing. It was, yeah. it was always like that in the, in the newspaper business. You know, when I was a journalist, I could probably, you know, people could throw out any city of the top 200 cities in the country, and I could tell you what the name of the newspaper was there. So it's it's a thing, you know, you just get into it. See? It's a click, I guess. That's what it is, but he was... He's, he's just, he was such an amazingly positive person. Because when I knew yep. me with this, I think he came down with MS in the early 2000s or something like that. And I think he had cancer as well. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, last fall when things in my world kind of came to a screeching halt, he's the guy calling me, checking in to see how I'm doing. I'm like, dude, you're the guy in the wheelchair. I know. <laughs> Don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. And the last time we did something with he and Cynthia... We went to see uh, um, Daryl Hall, who was terrible, and Todd Rundgren, who was great, out at Mystic. I think that was uh, oh, maybe August or September. That's the last time we saw Cynthia, and I'm going to have to give her a call later today. I'm sure she's just uh, getting carpet bombed with with, uh, with people trying to connect with her. Was Was Moon one of those guys who you know who who worked at like you know 14 radio stations before he finally hit the big time? Um, I'll tell you uh, my favorite Moon Radio story, because he grew up in some little town in western Nebraska, and it's just you know it's right next to Bumfuck Egypt, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he <laughs> got a job at sixteen or seventeen on the local radio station. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love those you'll stories. Find it hard to believe, but uh, Larry was kind of into marijuana in those days, and probably up till the day he died. Uh, and one of his jobs was he had to go down and uh, read the police blotter and do, like, the crime report segment. So he's reading the crime report segment, and he says, And our final story, uh, Larry Moon Thompson was arrested for possessing one pound of marijuana. <laughs> and this is Larry Moon Thompson signing off. Jason Homer got so mad at him. He drove right down and fired him on the spot. Only to hire him back a few years later. But I think he did. Um, Denver and Houston uh, were his two uh, big big markets before he came here. I don't think I don't think he moved around that much. But I, I guess I don't I don't know for sure. It's just uh, an instinct. Dougie, one of the things I'm very well. Hutch and I burst into tears live on the show this morning, which was. Actually, it really was helpful that that, that happened because, uh, you know, you're talking about somebody you admired. The man was a supreme talent. If people didn't know how good Moon was on the radio, then you really don't know much about radio. He was one of the best I've ever heard. I met Hutch on the bus going to the State Fair uh, last year. Could not have been... You know, I I will say this. It, it, It just reminded me, 
because we're not going to have Moon forever. He Every time I talked to him in the last several months, he sounded like he was a little bit worse off than the last time I had talked to him. So we all knew it was coming, but still when, yeah. when I looked this morning, I saw that Hutch uh, sent a message that, that Moon had died. It's very, very difficult because the guy loved doing radio. He was phenomenal at doing radio. Lovely wife. The guy, he had it all. And then you find out all of a sudden that you're sick and you aren't going to make it. That's, it was very I, sad. I talked no about doubt. this a little bit because I heard him when he was on. Um, uh, Moon, it was right before Christmas. I got to do a fill-in show. Stacy was on vacation or something like that. And so mm-hmm. they did the bro fill. And Sarah and I were driving around. And I'm like, hey, uh, Moon's going to be on. Let's listen to the show. Because it's not our style of music. We don't listen to that show often. But our friend was on. So they play a tune. And in the background, um, Hutch and Moon are talking to each other, not realizing that they're on the air. Oh, and God. Moon's talking about when Cynthia's out of town, he likes to put on her underwear and stuff. <laughs> it was a total dip, but it was just like, you're such a maniac. <laughs> so he did know he was on the air and did it anyway. Yeah, I love that. It was all set up because I talked to him, I think, yes. a day later. I said, that was so much fun. And so he goes, that was the most fun I've had in years and blah, blah, blah. I said, was that underwear bit staged? He goes, yeah, it was all <laughs> Well, you could tell. Yeah. Doug, what was it? What was that golf course we had uh, the, the very first time we got together for dinner? You, your oh, family. Oh, the live. Yeah. Uh, is that? Is it Crystal Lake? It's out in Burnsville. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Crystal Lake. Trail. Yep. There you go. That was that oh. was really funny because one of my Can sons you see my watch was out there with a. Uh, it was one of his teachers. There's like three women, and they were just totally shit faced. Remember that? Yes, I do and, remember that. And they're like, "Are you Moon?" And they didn't even recognize you. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I just got an alert to my my watch. I get alerts on my watch. Uh, national news, man. Radio legend dies. It's national yeah. news, and it should be national news because he was a legend. Well, I, I don't know if you we tracked this, but last, and eh, it doesn't really matter when October, so whatever, last fall, um, he put his own uh, celebration of life service out. All the music right. he wanted, blah, 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 blah. And, and a bunch of stations picked it up as if he'd already died. And it's like, no, 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 he's not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Uh, another thing about that is, and, and, Galfano, you'll understand this, that once in a while you look at this as a signal from God. This is where my career started mm. as an 18-year-old boy. I started at Hubbard Broadcasting, and I've been here back here for, a, well, it'll be a year on February 24th. This is where I belong. I mean, I, I'm glad that I was working for the Hubbards when Moon died because we all knew he wasn't going to live much longer. Yeah. But then the day he died, the fact that I'm sitting on the air doing a show at Hubbard where my my career began and where my career will end, but I'm I'm back home, man. It's just all of a sudden I just got this feeling I'm back to where I belong. I'm back home. Even though I did 37 years of morning radio, this is always where I belonged anyway. But KSDP, you know, the, I mean, the legends, it seems like the legends all work there. You know, I'm thinking about Steve Cannon. Cannon. Yep, and I'm thinking about Moon. I'm thinking about you. They they do have a knack for uh, figuring out talent. I would agree well, with I, that. I have one request: if there is a higher power listening in, 
So in the last month, we lost two of the nicest <laughs> people in radio that I've ever known, Pat and now uh, Larry. Can you yes. take one of them? Nasty ones like maybe Ray Eric needs a car accident. I'm just <laughs> Poor Ray. Well, I you're, love Ray. You're saying there's going to be a third one, is what you're saying? Yeah, well, you know, at our age, Mike, it's more than third. Ah, it's that's what I'm deal. thinking. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a rough year. God. And the sad thing is, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. No question about it. But, Dougie, I'm really, really happy that you reached out and said you need to meet Moon. You guys get along really well. I would so never have met excited. him if it weren't for you. He was so excited to meet you. And he was he was honestly shocked. He goes, I called him up. I said, yeah, Tom says uh, Saturday at 2 is good if that works. And he goes, really? He's going to be there? He wants to talk to me? I said, dude, you're in the, you guys are both titans in the industry. Why wouldn't he want to talk to you? Right, right. And then, like, Gelfand doesn't want to talk to me. He just got up and stormed out of the studio. Well, you know, it's probably eating donuts again. That's bad for him. Tevin, does he have to poop or something? Uh, no, he's getting some water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he, was, he was coughing wow. a little bit. <laughs> good, but good no. For the break, huh, Mike? Okay, thanks, bud. Oh, he's back now. He came back. He's going to put his headphones on as we speak. There he goes. He's got his headphones on again. Yeah. You know, I just so I was sipping some coffee and uh, what do we used to say? Went down the wrong tube or something? Oh God, you don't want that. No, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, if we could, if we now could have a little break from our friends dying, that would be great. Because my God, starting with Andy Fisher, my son Andrew was named after Andy Fisher, and he died. And boy, about fifteen people died in the last year. For Christ's sake, can we put the brakes on? Yeah, we need a break. I think for sure. I remember, I'm really going to miss his smart-ass attitude. Moon was one of the nicest, smartest people I've ever met, and he had a side to him. He just—he was a very, very funny guy, no question about it. I just Moon will miss you. If there is a heaven, I know you're in in that spot, and I just I thank you so much, Doug Sprinthal, for introducing me to to Moon because it was—I loved that guy. He was just great. Yeah, me too. It's it's. Uh... And like his, like everybody that knows him, it wasn't a total shock because he's just had terrible health issues. And right, yeah. But that's what because I never really knew him when he was healthy, and that's what it was so appealing to me. It's like this guy's got, you know, the worst luck in the world, and he's like the most positive, happy person I actually know. Yeah, I, I agree with you one hundred percent. I didn't. I've met Stacy. I don't. Go, I don't know her really well. But Hutch and Stacy are doing a great job doing afternoons. That uh, they're going to do a special tribute to him today, sometime yeah. between two and seven o'clock. That Hutch and Stacy are going to do a tribute to. She's going to be just a puddle today. Oh God, yes, no question about it. So, all right. Well, what do you got planned for the rest of your day, Dougie? Well, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, well, why don't I call you later when we're off the air? <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. So things yeah. are going well, though. Well, I'm getting there. I'm getting uh, closer to being a taxpayer again, hopefully. But, uh, man, this has been not working. As, the only thing worse than having a job is not having a job. Let's just put it that yeah. way. Oh, I understand that. There's no question about it. But, Dougie, thank you and all my love to you. for Thank you so much for, for being the guy who introduced me to one of my favorite people. I'm, I'm going to miss Moon like there's no tomorrow. I mean, Andy, you got to know Moon well, too. Yeah, he was on the show several times. 
He was indeed. So, Dougie, I owe it all to you. I owe all my happiness to you. Oh, boy. So Catherine's not on the show today? (laughs) (laughs) There you go, exactly. Catherine didn't make the cut today. I'll see you guys later. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you, Dougie. Doug Sprinthal, ladies and gentlemen. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with Mike Bryant on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Bryant. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, Doug, several years ago, said, Tom, oh, you know Moon? I said, yeah, of course I know. I listen to Moon all the time. And he goes, well, he wants to meet you. And I said, oh, God, that would be great. Second we sat down, we schmoozed, became friends immediately, and I just, uh, it was devastating when I heard that Hutch had announced that, that he had died. So God bless you, Moon. If there's a heaven, I know you're in heaven. So that's good, right? Yeah. All right. Okay, Gail fan, cheer me up. Let's go. Well, um, it was the first time for everything, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> what, Gail fan cheering someone up? Well, that, I, you know, when I, when I walked in, Tevin said, I said, how's it going? He said, well, you know, it's kind of mixed because Moon died. I said, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he said, but uh, Tom's in a pretty good mood. And I said, well, I'll put an end to that. Yeah, he'll dri- drive that yeah. right out. There's yeah. no question. Uh, yeah, I was in a good mood, and I'm still in a good mood because I, I knew that Moon was not going to live a full life, yeah. but he did live to be 65. What's pretty good. It's still not terrible. Uh, pretty good for as severe as that disease was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. 
I'm very happy for him. He had all sorts of health issues, yeah. He did. No question about it. So any happy news that uh, you guys have been digging up since uh, we found this out? <laughs> Look at Listen to that response. Like, no, we didn't find any happy news. news at all. come on. Yeah. Well, I, uh, the, the lead story in the Star Tribune, tribes accused of predatory lending and may have been fleeced as well. That's oh. the top story in the Star oh, Tribune. Yeah, that's, that's a, like an Internet thing, right? Oh, is that what it is? I, I don't I know. I didn't the, read it. I think it's the lending. I think this tribe in particular is in Montana. And oh, okay. So they figured out a way to, uh, I mean, not that it would be that tough, but you know, they decided that they would loan money to people via the Internet. And uh, turns out the, the terms weren't very favorable to the consumer. No. Ah, a lender? Yeah, a lender, too, yeah. What could go wrong, right? Oh, my God. The rates, according to the Star Tribune, were between 474 and 795%. <laughs> Jesus what? Christ. That's Generally, sad. people with those kind of rates, they're the ones who break your kneecap if you don't pay. Yeah. Yep. So I have a question. If I borrow $100 from you, I have to pay back $865? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's How do the we kind of money you borrow before you disappear forever. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> right. yeah. How that? I suppose on tribal land they can set their own rates, can't yeah, they? Yeah, no usury laws. Yeah. yeah, there are no usury laws, right? Exactly. So well, I remember seeing um, down here actually, we saw an ad on TV. Like, God, it has to have been twenty years ago. There was like a lending service, a tribal lending service down here, and the rates were some astronomical number. <laughs> and I remember the like tagline or something like that was the rates may be high, but when you need money, it's you know the, your only option. It's like yeah. wow. Yeah, they got have, one person of Sock Rapids that took out a $500 loan and had to pay back $2,244. Another person took out a $650 loan and had to pay, uh, looks like, just under $1,400 in interest. Mm. Yeah, well, the thing about that business is they don't want people to pay back on time. No, they want you to pay back interest forever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I suppose that is true. Now, they tribes do not pay federal or state taxes, correct? If they're it's their tribal know. land, they're not part of the United States, actually, are they? Yeah, I mean, they're included yeah. in the territory, but that's about it. Yeah, I think uh, you're yes, right about they that. do. Well, let's see. Individual people pay federal income tax. Oh, they yes. do. I didn't know that. Uh, the exception is when they receive income directly from a treaty or trust resource. So it's okay. like if they have a treaty going on that says, you know, they're allowed to fish on this lake. Right. And they make their money selling that fish, then that's not taxed. But, but luckily, the government can break the treaty without any punishment at all, as, <laughs> as it has over the course of 200 years. Right. I mean, there was the thing called genocide, right? There was a thing called so genocide. So maybe, maybe they're just lashing back. I don't know. I don't know either. I just, why do people have to be so odd? I just thought, first of all, if somebody said to you, we charge 700% interest, I'm like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for real. <laughs> Absolutely. Because well, you, you could never pay, if you need $500 that badly, you're never going to be able to pay off that interest. No. no. Because you're clearly yeah. not in a position where you're making enough money to pay that off. Yeah. Well, there was that payday loan scandal with uh, the yep. race car driver Scott Tucker back in the day where <laughs> oh. he had all of the, I mean, kind of similar where you're 
charging people outrageous interest. But then it was if you didn't pay the whole thing back, um, like within like a week, then it added, you know, an additional late charge for yeah. every payment you made that didn't pay the whole thing off. And so he was yeah, stealing tons of money from people. And, and I'd uh, like right. to say just ironically, because I want to make that clear, shouldn't it be enough for the Indians that they get to sell cigarettes cheaply? <laughs> that's I mean, a big you know, it's yeah. a big, big source of income, right? Sure. Yeah. So I don't know why they're still pissed off about their land being stolen from them. Is it true that a pack of cigarettes, because I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. I stopped smoking cigarettes when I was, I believe, 19. Yeah. Yep, I smoked same from here. time I was like 11 to 19. I, I, I smoked a little. And then I, when I was 18, I could buy the cigarettes, you know, legally. And I said, well, this isn't fun anymore. No, that's true. And I will never forget this. Remember Lark cigarettes? Oh, sure, yeah. Well, I smoked Lark cigarettes and a pack of, of uh, a pack of Lark cigarettes was 31 cents. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. That, mm-hmm. 31. How much is a pack of cigarettes now? Somebody told me they're over $10 a pack now. Yeah, it looks like uh, they're just 10.50 in Minnesota. Oh uh, my 11, god. 10.50. $11 in Massachusetts, <laughs> Connecticut's almost $12. <laughs> Jesus. That's a little more than inflation wow. would suggest. Yeah. New York. Yeah, I would have to agree. Well, that's, that's like that's 400 or $4,000 a year for a pack of cigarettes. And that's not counting the, uh, the the artificial <laughs> lung you have to buy. Yeah, that's true. Well, yes, there is Imagine that. that expense, no question. But it, it, that that apparently that taxation seems to have worked in so many ways because, boy, I'll tell you, you know, when, when we were smoking at the age of 18, there were a lot of people with us. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yes. Now it's hard to find someone who smokes. Yeah. 11.5% of adults currently smoke. Mm-hmm. What's funny about that, Mike, I was just commenting on that yesterday because I saw a guy standing on the street corner smoking. And I just never, ever see that anymore. I know. You see that all the time. Sometimes you see people huddling under a doorway yeah. in, in the yep. middle of winter, yep. you know, surreptitiously inhaling. It, it's not a glamorous sight. Yeah, it's smoking has been steadily decreasing for very many years. It's horrible for you. So, hey, but e-cigs are up, so that makes sense. Oh, yeah. yeah. But e-cigs are just as bad as smoking a cigarette aren't they yeah sometimes it depends on who you ask i don't i don't believe they are i mean unless you're well see that's the thing like people will be like oh yeah kids are buying you know thc infused vape juice from some back alley dealer in china it's Mm -hmm. like well yeah you put that in your lungs of course something bad's gonna happen i would think so yes but that's like you know that's like saying oh i drank water out of a puddle on the street and i got (laughs) sick therefore water's bad for you it's the water's fault. So yeah, exactly. Smoking, smoking can actually be okay. It's just well, no, depends. smoking Well, is, vaping, let's say. It can be, like, okay in the sense that any nicotine is okay for you. Yeah. It's like, you know, yeah. the jury's kind of still out on whether nicotine is something you should have in your body at all. Yeah. But the odds are it's not going to do anything beyond that. Whereas well, they, smoking, yeah. any amount of smoking is going to be bad for you, no matter what you're smoking, nicotine or anything. I think, and I think vaping has had its day. It's not that people aren't vaping, but it's just not a big thing anymore. Right. I right. wonder, actually. Let's see. I'll say, I think it's probably more popular now than it's ever been. Like, I see, you see people all the time with the pens and smoking in public as they're walking around and stuff. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they're pretty popular right now. Hmm, that's too oh, bad. really? 
Uh, high schoolers, 2011, went from 2% to 20% today with e-cigs. But know. cigarettes went from 16 to 8 so... Oh, yeah. Hey, I mean... Yeah. And that, and that 2% was probably at a time when most people weren't even aware of them. In 2011? That was a while ago, yeah. yeah. That was like the very beginning, Right, I that's think. what I'm saying. So that's not, you know, that's not surprising. So you're vaping to get a buzz, correct? Arguably, yes. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you just buy the beverages that have THC in them, and then you don't have to inhale vape or smoke or anything? Yeah. Well, I mean, most vaping is nicotine. Oh, it's nicotine. Oh, it's you. Nearly nicotine. all vaping is nicotine. Yeah, oh, it's a okay. replacement for, for cigarettes. Yeah, it was originally created as a mechanism to help you quit smoking. Oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got to run something by because there are four of us here. This is in the Star Tribune this morning. I've not looked at the article yet. Yes, Minnesota should have a Michelin guide, and these four restaurants would likely get stars. Do you each have one? Because I do have one that I would say, yes, should get a star. Do you have a restaurant that should get a Michelin star? Ooh, I'd say uh, the Crossroads Deli or uh, or Cecil's, yeah. Or Cecil's. It's got to be a I deli. Those are, they're both probably on that list, right? Well, yeah. it should be, I would imagine, yes. <laughs> How about the Wendy's near University and Snelling? Oh, you guys are such smart asses. <laughs> Way to go. Devin, are you going to be normal or are you going to be a wise guy I, like but Gosh, Andy I feel like I almost Gulp? have to be a smart ass, but I would assume that it's going to be places like Manny's or... Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Murray's. Really? Maybe right. like a Bar La Grassa. Well, that I understand, yeah. but... Okay. Well, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal now the four restaurants would likely get stars according to the Star Tribune. Okay. So I got to click on the story, which I haven't done yet. It's coming up. Uh, restaurant critic John Chang has dined at hundreds of Michelin uh, starred restaurants, eateries they call them, in dozens of cities around the world. Now he's weighing in on our local dining scene. So here we go. We're scrolling down. Uh, there's a long, a lot of schmoozing going. I, I would read this normally, but there, it's about seven paragraphs long, so I don't want to get that far into it. Um, okay, so where are we going with the Demi owner Gavin Kaysen visited mm-hmm. with guests shortly after the restaurant opened. So is he saying they should have two two stars excellent cooking worth a deep well that that says only two stars not four stars hmm. uh one star high quality cooking worth a stop i don't understand this so you get a star and you're good it doesn't you don't need to have four. Oh, so one star is a good thing chef alex roberts opened his minneapolis restaurant alma in 1999 alma is a good restaurant so far so good i would say mm-hmm. kaiseki furakawa i've not uh, even heard of that you guys know anything about that Mm. What, what? Is that the name of the restaurant? Kaiseki Furukawa. Yeah. Oh, no. Only a few uh, Japanese restaurants in the Twin Cities, but that doesn't mean there can't be an extraordinary one. Um, Furukawa apparently is the chef's name. So, yeah, I don't know anything about that. It's uh, 33 First Avenue North of Minneapolis. Oh, yeah. It's pretty close to where I used to live, actually. Oh, yeah, right there. Okay. Uh, Mariel. Let, let me look at this. Yeah, it's uh, pretty close to the North Loop, actually. It's over by the Hennepin Avenue Bridge. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so basically there were a bunch of restaurants I've never even heard of. That sounds about right. So are they, are they trying to make a point here that steakhouses shouldn't even be considered any longer? Because neither Manny's nor Murray's yeah. was on the list. 
Well, I, you know, I, that's why I kind of reeled in disgust when I, you know, when, when uh, of course, you know, then again, Tevin grew up in Osceola, so he doesn't know anything about fine cooking. He has no clue <laughs> no, what the hell's going no. on in Osceola, Wisconsin. But, but, I, but I kind of figured that you had to do something a little more exotic than steak. Well, and it had to be multinational, too. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. had, it couldn't just be, like, you know, honky American food. It had <laughs> no, to be, include, no. you know, all of that But, uh, you stuff. know, good Japanese restaurants are not that easy to find. No, you're no, right. No, they are ex- extremely rare, actually. Used to be so many, many of them. It seemed like there were more of them back in the day than there are now. I, I always, uh, when I discovered the Tokyo restaurant in Dinkytown when I was oh, 13. Oh, Tokyo was wonderful. Yeah, and we used to go to the Tokyo, you know. We'd, mm-hmm. In theory, we weren't supposed to go into Dinkytown when I, when I went to you know, university high school. But there were like, you know, eight restaurants there I couldn't resist. Right. Uh, I think between I think between like sixth grade and then seventh grade, when I when when I got to university high school, I think I must have gained four pounds. I ate so much. Four whole pounds. Yeah, I tell you, I was uh, I almost thought about going on a diet, but most people do that in a day, you know. <laughs> the Tokyo though was it was like you know uh, we're talking about 1965 or so, mm-hmm. and, you know, and I think uh, I think you got a, a really good meal there. With you know enough calories because there was a lot of rice, of course. I, I think that was like ninety-five cents or something. You know, it was just obscenely cheap. That and was it, a wonderful thing. I think it, Tokyo got pissed off at me about something, or was that? A, I can't remember who it was. They were pissed off at me to the point yeah. where they actually put little signs on their tables: <laughs> "Do not listen to Tom Bernard on KQRS." <laughs> I don't even know why they were so pissed off at me. Well, I I, I did I did once write a restaurant review. Uh, uh, around you know around the university for the Minnesota Daily, and I uh, I gave I gave the Tokyo four stars, and I I said that I didn't never heard from them about this, but I did say I would give them five stars except for the fact that I once found a cockroach in my katsudan. Oh God, you said that? <laughs> yeah. Was it true? Yes, yes, it was true. Oh, well, if it was true, then, uh, yeah, then well, I'm glad they've wasn't there that's all i have to say i'm glad i didn't see a cockroach in your chow yeah yeah it just kind of came crawling out of there and i i uh my stomach kind of came crawling with it it was alive still oh yeah 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 oh god (laughs) i I suppose i should have mentioned that i just it was still alive i buried the lead i can't believe i did that you did. You buried the lead. Why did you do that, Galfano? I, I don't know. It's um, but but I, I did keep going back there. I, you know, I, I gave it a kind of a, a period where I was repulsed, and it's probably about three months before I went there again. I couldn't stay away. It was just so good. Yeah, I understand. If a restaurant's good, a restaurant's good. There's no question about that. No question at all about that. Oh my God. Do you see that John Stewart is going back to the Daily Show, but he's only going to do it on Monday nights? What the hell is that? Well, I think I think he's going back because he can't resist talking about the uh, the election. Yeah, for real. That's what it is. I'm sure. And I, and I know one thing: I will be very happy when he's back. You liked uh, John Stewart? Well, that was a great show. But and he had he had so many. You know, one of the things that made that show so great was they had all these interns. You know, who were working for free, and every one of them was like, you know, going through a hundred hours of videotape every day, mm-hmm. and and they came up with great stuff. 
Well, that's interesting that, that he just wants to do it one day a week, which I suppose I could understand. Mm-hmm. He did rather well in his career. I remember we used to have him on the on the queue in the mornings like 35 years ago, and nobody knew who he was. Yeah. I remember that. It was a long, long time ago. I haven't talked to him since, because once he blew up, he never came back. Mm-hmm. He's one of those kind of guys. So, you know. I don't know. I always kind of liked John Stewart, but uh, he got very, very political, though, didn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, who didn't? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was easy money. That's yeah, for sure. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. What I would like to see again, and we, we kind of started the show with this, is let's kind of move toward the middle and try to get along instead of making other people money by hating one another. What do you say? I don't know that that hate money sure spends well. All oh, that hate money's big time too. That that hate money is big time. Yeah, it's most of the money out there is hate money. It is. You're oh, absolutely you know, right. Who, look, look at it this way: Who is the richest man in the world? Elon Musk, or is it yeah. Jeff Bezos? I think it's. Well, it may not be Elon Musk because, of course, the the Tesla stock keeps going down. Right. But I was I was thinking mostly about Elon Musk. When I think about right. hate, I think right. about Elon Musk. Although I will say this, you know, even though he's uh, on record as being anti-Semite, he's, he considers himself, he said this, uh, you probably missed this, but he, like about a week or two ago, he said that he was an aspirational Jew. Wait but, a second. Say, he said he hated Jews, and then he says he's an aspirational well, he's, Jew? Well, he, you know, he, on, <clears throat> he has endorsed on, on, on X— uh, anti-Semitic mm-hmm. comments, which basically... Oh, he has? Really? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> especially because, well, there were, there were comments about how it was it was basically all about how, you know, because of the Jews, our blood is being poisoned, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, well, I've said that about you well, many right, times, Gail. Right. You know, but you but then again, we're blood. supposed to all be rich. So I'm driving a 25-year-old car if I even drive. So <laughs> I, I think that that's all I need, really need to say about that. But no, he said he said he was an aspirational Jew, and nobody that I know of knows what the hell he meant by it. I don't know what the hell that means. No, I, he wants, it doesn't it mean, mean anything. You want to be a Jew? I th- think what it means is he was probably once again misking, uh, mixing mescaline with uh, ketam- ketamine. You think that's what it is? I, I think those two don't mix well. And I that's when you come up with stuff like I'm an aspirational Jew. Look, you don't have to aspire to be a Jew. You know, it's not an ethnicity. It's it's a religion. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to be Jew, you can be Jewish. Remember that time you and I, I was driving the, in my car, and I'm almost certain it was you, 99% certain it was you, and we were listening to the morning show on WCCO, and I can't remember the guy's name. He was not one of the, it was not Boone or Erickson. It was not one of those two. It was somebody else on the show, mm-hmm. 
and he was bragging about what a great deal that he got on something. And the host said, well, how, how did that happen? And he said, and I quote, I Jewed him down. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? You yeah. were in the car with me. Yeah, yeah. The first time, I, and, and I remember the the guy, fittingly, the guy did the farm reports. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. He was yeah. the farm reporter. So he was right, right in the middle of pork bellies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was the you the farm report. I can't remember his name though. Uh, yeah, I can. I think I well, can. Can you really? Uh, well, it, 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 was, it was not the legendary Maynard Spies. No, it was, it was not the Maynard guy Spies. who um, who. Uh, was came on after him and the guy really was i think you know i don't think he'd you know he's one of those guys who you know he grew up in a farm town um, north dakota yeah yeah and so uh i guess he just didn't know you that you really weren't supposed to say that first time i, I said, ever heard anyone say that it was a it was a life insurance salesman there you go for years i say i would say jip like you gypped me Jip, right gypsy mm-hmm. yeah. i didn't know until i was like 20 years old that that was a derogatory term for gypsy yeah a jip. i thought it was just a word jip yeah it's yeah. all true so, but... i mean if you don't know you don't know it makes sense yeah well you grow you grow into it by the time you got old enough to realize what you were saying you didn't say it anymore yep yeah, pretty much mm-hmm. so it all works Unless god i wish i could remember that guy i can hear that saying. guy's voice in my head but i cannot remember yeah his no name. It, I, I, yeah if you said it i'd know it instantly was it chuck something chuck I don't remember. I Doesn't believe it matter. was a one-syllable last name. I, or if somehow, I, for some reason, I remember that, but I don't remember Chuck the name. Chuck Buck. Yeah, Chuck Buck. That was his name. <laughs> but no, he, he absolutely said that. He did. Oh, I, I was in the car with you when he said, I'm driving along. Yeah. And I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. You really think that's a good idea? I think that's the first time I experienced a whiplash. <laughs> that might have been true. Your head did snap yeah. back. That's very, very true. I don't know what the hell. It just it all works out in the end. You know, what's so interesting is trying to do shows after you've you've lost a friend. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I'm not going to get back on that, but it's so weird because everything I look at now, uh, I'm looking at. There's a story out of Duluth and one out of St. Cloud, and I go, "Oh God, Moon died." It keeps popping in your head, you know. Oh yeah, no, I mean like if I if a, if I'm watching a football game, a Vikings game, and the phone rings. Instantly, I believe it's my friend Bobby Bargini. Oh, Bargini was another great guy. He always called me during during games, you know. And, oh, did he really? Yeah. And uh, he was the only call I would take, like, you know, in the middle of the Vikings game. Of course, he was yeah, the only, on a given day, he was the only person who did call me, so it wasn't that tough. But, no, yeah, he and, and it's still that I've just got that instinct, you know. He died on December 6th uh, more than a year ago, and I just— yeah, I still, there's something in you know, my brain just can't quite come to terms with it. What did he die of? Well, probably. Well, you don't have to tell me if you don't want to. No, he probably died of a blood clot. Oh, okay. Uh, he, you know, he'd had knee surgery, like, you know, a couple of days earlier. One of the nicest guys I ever met and a phenomenal athlete. You knew that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. No, he, he well, of course, he'd, you know, he'd been, a, he'd been a very good hockey player. And, yep. and he was a halfback. Uh, baseball and, player? And he played baseball. I'll tell you this yep. much. He Basketball and tennis, no. <laughs> no, basketball and tennis, no. no he, you know, because right. he wanted to throw the ball off the backboard as hard as he could. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bargini. <laughs> and he exactly. used to check me when we played. Such a good guy. Yeah, great guy. I wonder why the hell that's all about. 
like, you know, you get to the, the Barginis and the moons of the world and you go, God, I wish that other guy would have died, not those two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like if someone had to die, if you could just pick someone. Exactly. Yeah, it wouldn't be that. And then, and then someone you really loathe dies, and it's not as good as you think it's going to be. It's very final. There's no question about that. You often, you know, because when, when I was a kid growing up Catholic for, I suppose, until I was in about second or third grade, I believe that, you know, all the all the teachings and all that stuff. So if you die, I don't know. I'm not one of those people who go, there's no such thing as this. There's no such thing as that. Or there is this or there is that. I don't know. We'll see what the deal is. Yeah. If you die and you're dead, you're not going to know it anyway if there's nothing. Right. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why. Why uh, Margini, why everyone loved him, because, you know, he did identify as a Catholic Jew. A Catholic Jew. It's yeah, hard to do. Born Catholic, married a Jewish woman. Yeah, he did. And he he had no preference for either religion. <laughs> no, I think that's true. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like my situation, that if you, you have beliefs that don't denigrate other people and drive them into the ground, then I'm happy for you. If your faith is based on making your life better yeah. and making your family happier, I'm happy for you. But if it's based on judging other people, I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, that's why religion is it can be such a dangerous weapon because oh, it can. people make of it what they want to. You are correct about that. I just don't use it. Well, again, we use in our politics right now to hurt other people. That's exactly what we're talking about. Mm. If we could get away from harming other people, that would be really, really nice. Ever going to happen? Well, probably not in our... Not, we won't live to see it, that's for sure. No, we probably won't live to see it. I just... Why the, why the opposite side has to be the devil and horrible and the worst people and, oh my God, they're just horrible. Settle down, for Christ's sake. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I don't see either Biden or Trump as a horrible person. They're probably not my kind of people. I think they both are money grubbers. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, money, money, money. Very, very important in both families. So, eh, you know, we'll see how it all works out. But it's, it's, it is hard for them both of them now, I would say, to to really um, clutch money because, after all, their hands are shaking all the time. Because of their age? Yeah. Well, that's what you're saying. Yeah. So what, Trump is 77. They keep saying he's 80, but he's not. He's, he's 78, I think. I think he just, didn't he? Or maybe oh, did he just turn oh, 80, 77. Uh, 78 now? And, he and, is 77 until June 14th. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so he's, he's about to be 78. Though. Yeah. And More Biden, what's Biden? Is he 81? I believe so. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Biden is, yes, 81. So why did we, how did we get here? We have an 81-year-old and a 77, almost 78-year-old. He would be 78 mm -hmm. by the time of the election. Look, I got nothing against people in their late 70s, 80s, whatever. No. But should they be running a government? I don't know. Should they be? Not ideally, that's for sure. Yeah, right, exactly. So how did we get here? because old people vote. Well, that's a good point, because a lot of young people probably do not vote, do they? No. Well, old, old people are going to vote for people who are more like them, yeah. and those people are going to be older by nature. And I, and I think, I think it's, it's uh, you know, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but it is a lot about the money, because the yeah, donors, well, yeah, that too. as long as the donors are satisfied, as long as they're getting their money's worth, they're going to keep donating to that person. Yeah, true. Let me ask you a question. 
So you got all this money, you're running for president, and there are millions and millions of dollars. And if you don't win, you still get to keep that money? Well, you spent it on your campaign, it's gone. So. Uh, I bet you most of it's not gone. You might They might be telling you it's gone, but is it really gone? Oh, well, like I said the other day, yeah, it's, you know... Two percent here for miscellaneous expenses. Three percent right. here for that sort of thing. But that is that is a weird thing, you know. Like like people people like Amy Kolbachar, and I know you mm-hmm. like her, and I don't dislike her. I uh, but um, she's not my favorite either. But right. So she's running for Senate, not this year, but when she runs for the Senate, she gets mm-hmm. a lot of money, right? But she's oh, never God, yeah. really running against anyone who could possibly win. Yeah, no. what's, where's the money going? Well, it That's stays true. with her, um, with her f- campaign fund, or mm-hmm. and, but she can basically spend it, you know, just about any any way she wants to. So here's what I think would make it more interesting: is you have to pay back the money, but only if you win. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Losers get to keep the money, but the winner has to pay it all back. So everyone's going to be putting up the worst campaign they possibly can <laughs> to try to lose to see if they can keep their money. <laughs> Boy, if, if that was the case, I'd still be playing poker. You know, you just gave me a great memory, man. Just because uh, I've never met a- Amy Klobuchar in person, I've mm. never met her. Uh, I've talked to her father, of course, on the phone several times after <laughs> having a few cocktails. He would call me and bitch and piss and moan and yell at me all the time about this, that, and the other thing. I never minded Jim Klobuchar, though. He was he was a good guy, didn't you think? I mean, when he drank, well, he was When not, he was sober, he was a great guy. Yes, he when he was sober, good, he was he a great was guy. He was great. And that's why every time Amy Klobuchar runs into somebody I know, she always says, say hello to Tom for me. But she's never called me. I've never met her. I've never talked to her. I think that's hilarious. Well, you know, you could give her a ride someday as long as you're not driving a poor person's car. I can't drive a poor... What was that car again? There was a poor person's car? Uh, it was a Honda Civic, as I recall. Uh, <laughs> it was a Honda <laughs> Civic. She she wouldn't ride in it because it was a poor person's uh, car, yeah. which I think is pretty... That's kind of funny, isn't it? I, I thought it was hilarious. And, yeah. You know, you know, my son, who worked on her campaign a little bit, uh, he's the one who heard her say it. And um, I think that it... Uh, he was He was... My son was much younger at the time, obviously, uh, and uh, I think that uh, that that did it for any kind of naivete about politics. Yeah, I suppose. Is she the one that was eating oatmeal with a fork because she couldn't find a spoon? A salad. It was a salad. Oh, it was a salad. She was eating uh, with well, a knife. She was eating it with a comb. A, a right, comb. That's right. That's right. Comb. Yeah. It was a comb. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> she, she was she, eating a salad with well, a comb. Well, she was hungry. <laughs> So well, it's better than the way Ethan has learned how to eat pizza. Well, that's true. <laughs> she so. will eat a salad with a comb, but she won't ride in a Honda Civic. Like, right. well, it's a clean comb. <laughs> that is wild. So it's her comb, so that's it's clean. Good, that's a good take. And, and that salad never had so much sheen in its life. <laughs> Absolutely, Silky looking smooth. really, really good. So I don't know. We'll uh, we'll keep fighting. Uh, keep moving forward. We got an election coming up in ten months. I mean, so how's it shaping up to you so far, Galfano? You liking the people that are rising to the top? Oh, just love them to death. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, as far as far as far as you know, the last four, almost four years now, uh, I think a lot of good things happen, but um, I just can't. It's hard to even picture. The, I mean, I'm I'm not a young guy. But mm-hmm. but I know I know I'm 73, 
And I know that I don't have the, the energy, the kinetic en- energy, as well as the, um, the cerebral energy. I would never, be, never have enough to be president. You know, I, I, I can still play the horses pretty well. Mm-hmm. But as far as being, pre- I mean, in theory, you got to be, you got to be a very energetic person to run for president. Know, maybe a low energy president is what we need. Well, who was the Someone, last low energy guy we? Yeah, had? He, he gets called up by a world leader, and he's like, eh, "I don't feel like talking right now." Well, maybe it was Taft because he could. It took so long to take a bath that he'd be a good guy whenever he did talk. I don't think he, he actually got stuck in the bathtub. I think that's. It's kind of I think myth. it might be a myth, yeah. But but he could have gotten stuck. That's the really important thing. Well, I think have. what happened, he had like a custom-made bathtub. Yeah. Oh, right. Because yeah. he could have gotten stuck in the original one because it was small. Right. Yeah. So people kind of conflated the two. What's well, like, remember when we went to England and we saw like the king's bathtub? Mm-hmm. And it was basically like a thimble? Oh, it was tiny. Because everyone was four feet tall back well, then. back then people were really small, and that so, bathtub I mean, was tiny. Yeah, one of those original 1776-era bathtubs in the White House probably would be too small for the average person these days. Man, I, I could have been a power forward. You could have been. Yeah, back for real. You, you would have been a towering knight back in the day. No question about it. I'd be All there. right, any, yep. any closing statements from you three? Uh, yeah, do not jokingly say you're going to blow up a plane you're on. There oh, yeah, I heard about <laughs> what that. What was that? <laughs> There's a kid that uh, was 18, made a joke on Snapchat, and now potentially will have to pay $120,000 because they scrambled oh. the jets. To make yeah, he said, I'm on my way to blow up the plane because I'm in the Taliban. Yeah. Oh, my mm, God. Yeah. How's that funny? Oh, there well, was that's funny. Acme. Yep, yeah. So he's not going to be a comedian or probably on many flights in the future. <laughs> well, that's the thing is he didn't say it publicly. He just said it to his friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like, then, like Snapchat it. sent it to the government yeah. because they they spy on everything you do because, of course, mm-hmm. they do. Right, because— oh. And every- then so the government scrambled fighter jets, and yep. to scramble a fighter jet costs a lot of money. A lot so of money. Now they want him to pay that back. The thing about it is there's no such thing as saying th- things privately anymore. Oh, no. no, there everything absolutely is, is not. Yeah, everybody can hear everything you're doing, can't they? Yep. I, I, read, I read a story once, and that was, the headline was, you know, these days everything is public. I, I couldn't wait to read it because I thought it said everything is pubic. Pubic, yeah, pubic. that's a whole different argument. But that's like good news versus bad news. Uh, pretty, much, pretty much the truth. Andy, um... I was thanking everybody on the morning show this morning because after we went from a three-hour show to a, to a one-and-a-half-hour show, again, we, we did that because the KQ show was five hours long, so we didn't want to do a five-hour show to introduce you know, the show on Hubbard. So they said, why don't we do like in the middle, we'll do a three-hour show, we'll go to five, three, and then eventually go down to one-and-a-half hours to make it like a normal podcast. So thank you to all the people that, uh, that stuck with us on that one. And then, of course, we talked about the fact, well, if you're going to go from three hours, three separate downloads to just one and a half hours, one download, you're going to lose some downloads. And it was the exact opposite. Our downloads went up. Wow. Correct, Andy? Yeah. I mean, that's You're amazing. Doing pretty well. You, you people are so loyal and so wonderful, and thank you for that. I mean, I did not expect that, that immediate, our numbers immediately went up, didn't they? Well, yeah. I mean, no one had the time to listen to four hours of podcast a day. Well, that's true. Now they got two separate ones, one, one and a half hour. And the family podcast has done better than it's ever done, hasn't it? Yeah, family podcast is still going strong after all these years. Even though we have people like Gelfan and Tevin on? 
Yeah, no matter how much we try, we just can't tank the the Bernard popularity. <laughs> yeah. It just shows you that people are really forgiving. Yeah, they really are. There's no question. Well, Michael, uh, one more salute to uh, to Moon. Uh, Moon died yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just found out this morning from Hutch that he did. Hutch called in and started crying, made me cry. So thanks for that. But it was good for me because I do miss... Larry Thompson, Moon, it was a great guy, lovely wife, just a really nice person. So just be thankful. That's what I would, that's how I leave it today. When I get off this show today, I was on the morning show, then I get off the show today. All my people are still, uh, my family are still alive, and hopefully they always will be as long as I'm alive. So a lot to be grateful for. But Moon, if you are up in heaven listening, man, I loved you. You were a great guy, just a wonderfully funny man, a nice man, and I'm going to miss you, pal. That'll do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.